What's up, my beautiful friends, and welcome to the Glow Podcast, where we discuss confidence, mindset, manifestation, and so much more. My name is Mariana, and I am here to help you banish your negative thinking and limiting doubts so that you can glow in all aspects of your life. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. I am so happy and grateful that I get to introduce you to my love, Axel. He is such an incredible and inspiring human being, and this episode is really so so great and so valuable we talked about everything about relationships we talked also about his life his background his childhood and how his childhood shaped his relationships later on also about our relationship how we set boundaries and if we have any rules and how we deal with conflict do we even have any conflict do we ever fight do we ever disagree And we also touched upon intimacy and sex and frequency of sex and all of those spicy questions. So if you're interested in any of those and if you're interested in finding and attracting a partner and a healthy relationship, then this podcast episode will be perfect for you. Enjoy. My beautiful friends, it is my absolute pleasure to be able to welcome the incredible, the amazing... (laughs) Axelucek, welcome to the podcast, my love. Thank you. It's such an honor to be here. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Really, I feel like this is such a great episode, and it's a highly requested episode, actually, about relationships, about our relationship, about you. So I'm so excited to have to have you here. Thank you for accepting my invitation. <laughs> Very formal invitation. Yeah, in in our bedroom. <laughs> yeah, literally in my pajamas. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, for anyone who's listening maybe for the first time, could you please just talk a little bit about yourself, about your background, about your childhood? Because I feel like your story, <laughs> no wait, your story is so inspiring considering from where, you, where you're coming from to be able to build this beautiful life that you're living now. So if you could just give a little bit of insight about you, what you do, where you come from. Anything that comes to mind. (laughs) All right. So my name is Axel. Axel Axelucic. I was about to say that. (laughs) In Czech, Axelucic. Do you have uh, any other names for Axel in Czech? Axeliku. (laughs) Axeliko. No, that's just my nicknames for you. Axelik. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah. um, I'm Axel. I am born and raised. I was born and raised in in Germany. Um, My family came all the way from Uzbekistan to uh, Germany and wow wow wait, wow 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 <laughs> very nice <laughs> wait, I that's th- Kazakhstan I think, yeah I, I think he really he makes a lot of fun of Uzbekistan actually does he yeah I think so so hmm. Maybe anyways we, we need to rewatch it we're talking about Bora the we're way. talking about uh, yeah people know Bora don't they oh, uh, <laughs> yeah um I was born and raised I w- as the first child in in Germany. I I don't know how far should I go. You tell me. Yeah, I mean that so far great. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning a lot. <laughs> Kidding. Yeah, and my family obviously was um, was Russian slash some parts were from um, Uzbekistan. I grew up. I don't want to say in like a poor environment, but with a really like my parents grew up in the Soviet Union and had a um, 
a lot of limiting beliefs and had a had already the perfect plan for me when I was born in Germany. They were like, okay, we came all the way from Asia to Germany to give you this life and you're gonna do this. You're gonna either become a lawyer, a doctor or a failure. Like you don't have a, <laughs> that was the, the mindset, not because um, my, my father or like my, my grandparents were bad people. So it was just because they had, it was their programming, you know? someone else told them hey this is a good life once you have money once you have a house once you have a safe job then you will be happy and then you have a good life mm -hmm. and um i adopted that belief and the mindset so um with a lot of struggle and the miserable <laughs> childhood um i got there like i had i was a really good student I had all the opportunities. I lived in, in Germany. I was, I'm still super grateful for that. At some point, I was so miserable that I had to decide, do I really want to study something? Do I want to become a teacher or a lawyer? Um, or do I want to get out of home as quickly as possible? Because obviously, if you um, study something, you <laughs> won't have the opportunity to, to make that much money. That was my mindset back then. So I was like, either I'm going to go study and stay at home, which like I was just not happy at home. Um, or I go and make money <laughs> because I really didn't like um, my situation at home. I had an abusive, uh, abusive fa father. I decided to go for the money. <laughs> and um, yeah, I became an insurance broker. So at what age did you move out? Um, I think I was 18, 19. As mm -hmm. soon as I finished school, mm -hmm. I was like, I'm getting out of here. Um, yeah, simply because I couldn't handle the stress and anxiety and mm -hmm. any, any longer. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, moved out. When I was still a little child <laughs> and then I had to figure stuff out and that's like yeah I hope that gave you a little bit of context so just just to finish off you became an insurance broker but that's obviously not what you're doing now so mm -hmm. so how did you get from being an insurance broker having that nine to five job to living in Bali and being an entrepreneur mm -hmm. all right so <laughs> uh, as I already mentioned I had this certain belief system and mindset around money that um, once I have the money, once I have the safe job, once I have my house, I'll be happy. I got all these things because I was really talented and really um, driven. Then I figured out huh, I'm actually not happy. I was miserable, not as miserable as I was when I lived at home didn't have any money but I was still I was do you know this feeling of accomplishing something you thought oh this is gonna be so amazing this mm -hmm. feeling will be so great and then once I got um, the contract like I got I did all my exams and managed all these things once I accomplished my goal I realized that I'm still unhappy even though I had money a nice car uh, things of that nature and that's when i started my self-development journey 
when I started reading books, when I started educating myself about all these things, and I just read one book after the other, and mm -hmm. at some point I decided, hey, um, I have to make a big change in my life, because otherwise I'm living a life like most people in my company. And most people in my company, they were great human beings, I, I, I love them, Mo but most of them were just unhappy. I saw them already, like they were 40, 50, had so much money, such a nice car, but they were j just miserable, like just not happy. Mm -hmm. So most of them were divorced six times <laughs> and mm -hmm. they weren't just people I would look up to. And at this time when I had to make the decision, um, actually two no one of the C like the CEO committed suicide wow. and I heard of another CEO in the last f so two of the CEOs in the last five years back then I committed suicide I'm like what the hell they are they are literally where I want to go mm -hmm. and why w why would they kill themselves wow. um, yeah so <laughs> I made the decision I'm gonna sell everything I have and I bought a one-way ticket to Thailand to where to Thailand you didn't uh, know that I, I didn't know that it was Thailand oh. yeah to Thailand I don't know why probably because I yeah read it in a book or something but <laughs> it just meant freedom for me mm -hmm. I just wanted to let go of everything and find myself so yeah that's what I did in Thailand have you ever been there before or why did you? No, no, I've never. <laughs> I, I think that was my first time leaving Europe. Wow. Yeah. Why did I? I don't like, like I don't. Many people <laughs> ask me the question. Why do you pick Thailand? I don't know. Probably because I saw it uh, on YouTube or something. It just looked nice. Mm -hmm. um, people told me it's a great destination. Um, so I just picked Thailand. I just picked somewhere. Like I didn't know where to go. I was just mm -hmm. like, yeah, okay, you know what? It was my intuition telling me. Mm -hmm. And at that time I was just listening to my intuition uh, as much as I can. My intuition told me, go quit your job. So I did that. And this feeling of uh, doing something that is in alignment with your heart is such a beautiful feeling. I remember sitting in my car no one knew like i was sitting in my car in front of our office and no one knew that i'm gonna quit everyone thought oh this guy's gonna make a big career they even like changed the office and started construction built a, an entire office for me and did all these things just for me they invested so much money in my career uh, so much time also but i was just like they don't want me to be happy they will probably um they will be upset and I will understand that, but I have to make the, the decision. Anyway, I was sitting in my car and it took me like 30 minutes to just get out of my car and into the office and tell them the truth. I was so nervous, but I knew it's the right thing. And after I did the right thing, I was feeling so alive. Mm -hmm. And I felt like for the first time in my life, I'm doing what I want to do, no matter what other people think. And I guess then I became addicted to <laughs> listening to my heart and my intuition. And yeah, that, that was, I don't know, seven, eight years ago. And I'm still the, the same person. Wow, that's incredible. I was That was my next question. You know, how did you get over that sort of feeling of 
guilt sort of of disappointing not only the people at the insurance company but also your family who have conditioned you to think that oh my god you have to be this insurance person to be able to in their (laughs) eyes be successful you know how did you deal with feeling this sort of like you're disappointing everyone around you or did you even feel that at all at the beginning they were already disappointed though that i was an insurance broker oh really yeah yeah that was like not a lawyer or a doctor so a failure um and insurance brokers they don't have a like a great image in germany i don't know if it's if it's the case in every country or worldwide but (laughs) (laughs) but but not in uh not in germany it was definitely a process like today i would definitely say i really don't care what my family or my friend say 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 as long as i think it's the right thing in my Mm -hmm. heart i love that um, maybe I won't say care. Maybe there's a different word. I obviously care about their opinion. Mm-hmm. I listen to what they say, but that doesn't mean that I'm um, changing my decisions just because they have a different decision. Mm-hmm. As I said, like I even understand that my parents and my grandparents want that for me mm-hmm. because that's that's their belief system. Like their their beliefs are hey, if you want to live a happy life, you have to have a safe job. You have to have money. Mm -hmm. Not because they're bad humans, just because they have this belief and they want to see me happy and safe. Mm -hmm. But I also know that this is not the case. I learned it for myself. Like I had all these things, but I didn't Mm -hmm. feel good. Also, I would just like to add one thing. I know of many people who actually really love having a nine to five job so this isn't us like hating on nine to five jobs at all i feel like uh, that's just a disclaimer you know but we're just talking about encouraging you to really feel what you you want to do whereas living a life based on what other people want you to do right a trillion percent yeah because like nine to five there's nothing wrong with yeah there's also nothing wrong with being a lawyer Exactly. That's <laughs> or a, a doctor. Great, great you should, job. Like no, there, there, and there is nothing wrong with, um, I don't know, staying at home as a mother mm-hmm. or father, mm-hmm. as long as you're doing the thing that really makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. One trillion percent. Like, listen to what you want to do rather than just like going with what other people want from you. you know? Yeah, like definitely. Um, and in terms of not feeling guilty. At some point, I just started, I think it was starting because I started to educate myself about these things. I learned, hey, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. I'm going to disappoint someone anyway. <laughs> you know, my perfect example, my, my grandmother, she wanted that I become a doctor mm. for whatever reason. My father was like, oh, a lawyer would be great. You know, mm-hmm. probably if I would have chosen the path of becoming a lawyer my grandma would have been disappointed Mm. and the other way around my father would have been disappointed so it doesn't matter what i'm doing i'm gonna disappoint someone anyways so how about i'm just listening to what i'm gonna do and i'm not gonna disappoint myself you know Mm. and i think the worst feeling is regret and i rather disappoint a couple of people than 
sitting there when I'm, I don't know, 85 and regretting everything and sitting there, I'm like, oh, I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have done this. There is a beautiful book about um, the top five regrets of dying. Um, um, a nurse actually interviewed people who were on their deathbeds mm. and they <laughs> so often said the same thing. I wish I would have done this i would i wish i would have had the courage to live my own life i wish i would have um haven't worked so hard all these things and i'm like huh i think i got it i think i just have to listen to my heart and my into my intuition mm-hmm. and that's probably how the process um started of like accepting the fact that i'm gonna disappoint people mm-hmm. and that is fine they are just disappointed because they love me and they maybe disagree with my opinion. And that's just life. You know? Mm-hmm. I think we all as human beings <laughs> should work on our um, skill to accept the fact that other people have different opinions and that we are not always right. Mm-hmm. So when you say, uh, hey, I'm disappointed why are you saying that you're disappointed you know what i mean mm-hmm. are you really dis- disappointed or do you just have a different opinion mm-hmm. you can never please everyone yeah even if you were the juiciest peach in the world not everyone likes peaches <laughs> <laughs> it's really impressive. so um yeah i i mean i disappointment is not a nice feeling and i feel sorry for anyone who feels disappointed i feel sorry when my father feels disappointed like I, I, I'm genuinely feeling sorry for it, but it doesn't mean that I will sit there and feel bad just because they are disappointed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. These are, like, I can't control these kind of things, so I don't focus on them. I agree completely. So that, so then you went on this life-changing, transformative journey, and you traveled through most of Asia. And yeah, I, I love your stories from that. I think we'll leave that for another episode. But that mm. basically brings us until this moment until a pivotal moment in your life when you met the mariani (laughs) i'm joking but i do want to focus this episode a lot about relationships and about our relationship and um but yeah if that's if that's okay with you i actually want to ask one question that relates to your background and your childhood and that is that you mentioned that you have an abusive you had an abusive childhood Mm -hmm. an abusive father and i was just wondering if that in any way has showed itself in your relationship to others not only like intimate relationships but also friendships if in any way you feel like having a traumatic background had a negative negative impact on your relationships or if you don't let it define you in that way i would just like your insight on that (laughs) That, uh, the answer is yes it has an impact on uh, everything like our childhood has it plays such a big role in our programming um, has such a big influence on our beliefs so yes also in my case I'll give you an example Um, whenever I got beaten as a child I would go quiet I wouldn't even cry like I would some people react that way for some reason that was my strategy probably because I thought huh if I show emotions I'll even get beaten harder and it won't stop. So the most effective way back then to get over it was to just be quiet and be, just take it, stand up, take it. 
Um, and that became my emotional home. So nowadays, um, or in my past, it happens and happened that whenever I think I'm being not fairly treated or someone um, doesn't show me re enough respect or there is an argument, I go back to this emotional home of being super cold and not talking and not sharing my true emotions because I think, oh, okay, if I do that, I'll, uh, I'll get over it um, quicker. It became my emotional home. Um, obviously, a lot of self-reflection happened and I became so much better at um, accepting my emotions, also accepting um, your emotions or like in general, the f like, <laughs> i give you another example. I was, I was struggling a lot with women who cried in front of me like my ex-girlfriends, for example, if they would cry in front of me, I, was, I would sit there and like, why are you crying? This is nothing you would cry for. Like, <laughs> and then he met me and I cry maybe three times a day. <laughs> no, but like happy cry, you know, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway, I, I just believed, hey, crying is wrong because in my childhood, someone taught me, hey, you don't cry. You are strong. You don't cry. If you cry, you get punched even harder. Mm -hmm. So that was my belief beautiful example of how you can change your own belief system and i really worked hard on it and nowadays um yeah except when you cry i hug you i um also when like i'm also i also got better at showing more my true emotions and not being so cold um in these yeah discussions so changing your beliefs how how do you do that <laughs> I mean, I bet someone listening is like, wow, I have a similar, similar belief, definitely coming from a similar background. Um, how do I, what do I do? That's a really good question. Um, and that could be an entire podcast episode. It's like, um, yeah, but changing uh, limiting beliefs coming next. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it's not as easy as it sounds. Um, it required a lot of work, but the first step is obviously seeing the belief. Like, if you don't know that there is a limiting belief or a harming belief, you can't do anything. Like, the first step is actually, hey, recognizing I have a problem here or I have a belief here that I want to change. Before mm -hmm. you don't do that, nothing nothing will happen. Um, you change a belief or a habit, a thought pattern, whenever you connect more pain with the pattern, habit, belief, than pleasure mm -hmm. so back then i gained more pleasure than pain from the strategy of for example like not accepting that women cry uh, it was better for me than accepting it and like opening up and hugging the person you know mm -hmm. um because that was just not my nature and it would ju it just felt really weird i didn't understand um that changed when i understood hey you know what crying is actually not a weakness it's a strength mm -hmm. and the conversation the relationship the friendship will be so much better if you just accept that the person cries and if you just hug the person and if you just listen to it so now i i gain more pleasure from like someone else crying than pain mm -hmm. and 
that's how it worked. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, there is there are so many things that you mm -hmm. can do to change a belief. No, but I like that you mentioned that, first of all, you have to be aware of the lim limiting belief. Uh, so, yeah, journal on that. Yeah, d d there are trillion tools. Mm -hmm. Journaling, uh, you can also, like, work with a coach on it. But, like, the first step is actually, hey, um, I have this belief and I want to change it. And then find it, like choose a strategy. Go to a coach, psychologist, uh, um, therapist, therapist, psychologist, <laughs> therapist. Um, yeah, there are a trillion ways. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, that brings me actually to my next question because you mentioned about your emotional home and about sort of your, your strategies. Um, that happens sometimes when we have a discussion and that was a really i asked i asked you guys questions on my instagram what you wanted me to talk about and one of the most requested questions was if we ever fight and if we ever have arguments or discussions or however you want to call it um yeah if, if we ever even encounter that because on instagram obviously we look like superhumans and perfect people who never get triggered so how is it in reality <laughs> I would say we never fight. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So for me, a fight in a relationship would be screaming, yelling, maybe Drama. like vi violence in any kind of form. Violence cannot, can, verbal. Be, can be verbal physical. and physical mm -hmm. that we don't do. And it never happened. I agree. Um, Th it happened in my past relationships. I have to admit that. Yeah. Um, verbally, definitely and um that's i know that was not a question but i think that's a really important point um we have to talk about when it comes to relationships we both had relationships before right mm -hmm. and i think we should all look to our past relationships with a smile mm -hmm. past is wisdom mm -hmm. i couldn't have this relationship with you Without, without without those yeah. relationships I because i learned so much from them mm -hmm. even though in the in the moment it felt horrible and there was so much drama i'm like this made me to this person like this all these lessons gave me the ability to be the in the relationship that we are in mm -hmm. right now and i see so many people like ignoring their um, ex-boyfriends or ex-girlfriends and having such like hate towards them mm -hmm. but it, i think we should s like look at our past relationships with mm -hmm. a smile and like hey this is great that this happened mm -hmm. it's wisdom it taught me so much and at the end of the day we chose our partners right mm -hmm. in most cases like 99 percent of the cases we chose the partner so mm -hmm. um beautiful and i agree like the negative experiences caused you to realize that you wanted the opposite and the beautiful experiences you can keep for yourself so i feel like yeah know. and not only like i remember my first girlfriend telling me hey axel you have a problem you can't accept that people cry in front of you 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 are wrong and back then i'm like what are you talking like you know 15, I, I was 50 yeah 40 yeah, like 14 yeah i'm like what are you talking like what do you know <laughs> you right? just cry too much <laughs> yeah you just you're the problem yeah, you're yeah. the problem i'm blaming you mm -hmm. um 
Yeah, turns out she was right. <laughs> <laughs> As women are. Joking. <laughs> uh, back to the questions. Uh, question, do we, do we have arguments? Of course we have arguments, so does everyone. Um, yeah, like literally in every of my relationship with, I don't know, my mom, my sister. It doesn't even have to be intimate relationship, but in every relationship I feel like you have disagreements sometimes, like, you know. <laughs> Especially if you spend a lot of time together. Mm -hmm. Especially then. And you're not meant to agree 100% of the time. Like, there should be space for actually saying, like, bringing different points of view into the discussion, you know? So. It, yeah, it's really impressive. That's, I would call that thoughtful disagreement. Mm -hmm. Like, that should, should be one thing that we all get better at. Mm -hmm. um, and some, if we don't have thoughtful disagreement, I would call it an argument. <laughs> <laughs> and we have arguments yeah yeah we get we get triggered just like anyone else would like we're especially human. when we're hungry <laughs> exactly i was gonna say there are moments where i know that like i'm walking on thin ice you know and i'm sure you do as well like for example when you you're very hungry or you're very tired or me too you know when i i'm hungry i'm tired i just get triggered more easily for example or uh, another th big thing for us is if if we feel like we don't have enough time for ourselves in the day like if we feel consumed by other people and that other people need our attention and we don't take the time to take a step back and really just take a deep breath on our own i feel like that's really when when we get triggered with each other so yeah in the year we've been together we sort of found ways of navigating in that and really making sure that every day we have time apart mm -hmm. wouldn't you agree yeah, not every day, but most days. At least an hour, I would say. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. But yeah, you mentioned some um, really good points. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> uh, no, I just wanted to say that, you know, on, on social media, everything looks like sunshine and butterflies and i i have yeah to i mean yeah i mean obviously we don't post oh <laughs> we actually we just no had crying. Cry, no crying <laughs> well yeah but i mean some i try as hard as i can to like be as authentic as possible but the last thing i would do probably um when, when we just had an argument is to post on social media like that's the lot mm -hmm. I, I usually i like go to the beach and meditate or like you know mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> but yeah okay it's fair to say yeah we do have arguments how what do they look like usually so i go to my emotional home and uh, yeah so this is this is the funniest <laughs> thing yeah so usually it starts with one of us getting triggered then the other gets like is not ready for the trigger sometimes like catches you by surprise like maybe when i get triggered you you're like whoa 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 like get defensive and then 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 something something then you go to your emotional home which is being quiet because you need to process it which then in turn triggers me because it literally like puts on my rejection wound uh that nobody's talking to me you know and i just want to be like hugged <laughs> and that's what you're not giving me right so then i'm like feeling even more triggered that you're quiet uh and and then it's just a vicious circle yeah then it's y my rational mind against your emotional, uh, emotional. yeah and they should work together but yeah that's a, a challenge mm -hmm. but the biggest difference that we have found uh, what i feel like in arguments and it has come especially from my side because i 
have had a really deep tendency to blame and I st I'm still working on that obviously it's not like overnight you change but it's something that I'm now more aware than ever about and it's about the fact that I sort of like blame for the like would blame Axel for the the argument even though it's always like two sides of the coin right like it's not a one-man show it's two people uh, my therapist always said like it's two people dancing the tango like you know like it's not just one person uh, and uh, and another thing would be to not feel like I need to get love from you to feel better if if that makes any sense like not looking to you to save me like when I'm not feeling well like communicating that I'm not feeling well but not feeling like I need like when you went to your emotional home I at the beginning I would expect you to get out of that fucking emotional home and come to hug me which is your emotional home by the way yeah we all have one everyone has one mm -hmm. It's a, it's a great question that you can ask yourself now while listening. What is my emotional home? Where do I go um, during argument, arguments? Where do I go when I feel offended or when I get triggered? Mm -hmm. Just becoming aware of it. And it doesn't mean that this home is bad. It just means how can you communicate that? Like it's so important to communicate that with your partner. Mm -hmm. And how can you um, just make it nicer, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, no, no, you like the perfect way for me, for example, would be to say, hey, babe, I just need a moment for myself. Yeah, like I need 30 minutes or something concrete for me to know that that would help me, you know? Yeah, rather than like storming out of the home uh, house and like screaming, yelling. <laughs> that never happened. Really. Never happens, but it happened in my past. Um, yeah, and now it would be just, hey, you know what? I, I'll go to the beach, have some time on my own, 30 minutes, an hour, two hours if I want. And then I feel so much better. That's where I recharge, where I feel safe. And then I can come back and have actually like a nice, loving conversation and give you a hug. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to me, what helps me is actually giving the love that I really just crave, like from the outside, giving it to myself, myself. So what I've been doing is like, I know this sounds so weird, but maybe hugging a pillow or like feeling you know like not seeking that love from you because that's just really needy love and you're not here you're my partner you know you're i'm not you're not here to save me or to make me feel better i have to make myself feel better uh myself so that's that's what we do in over in order to overcome it and then usually like if i uh i'm in my room you know hugging a pillow journaling whatever it is you're on the beach on your own for 30 minutes one hour however long it is then when we come back together then we can have that rational conversation and actually look at the problem as a team and be like okay so here's the problem what's the solution now mm -hmm. yeah it's more challenging during rainy season i have to be honest because i can't go to the beach yeah sometimes. you can't go anywhere <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's just raining so much <laughs> that you uh, can't leave but yeah great points especially like general self-responsibility in a relationship not having this attitude of like oh go fix me mm -hmm. you know yeah rather than, it sounds really harsh but like fix yourself exactly no like, but many people expect that from yeah a like, many people look for a, look for a partner who makes them happy if you do that you already you've already lost yeah because you're coming from a place of like um scarcity rather than um abundance mm -hmm. and uh, partners like you don't have a partner to whom 
to to like find love you just share love yeah otherwise it gets really toxic mm -hmm. because yeah. if you are unhappy like imagine i'm being unhappy and i uh, just expect you to make me happy you are probably unhappy that i'm unhappy and now we are both unhappy and mm -hmm. like we all lose you know exactly. um so yeah i always encourage people hey if you want to find a partner become the person that you want to meet love yourself <laughs> now be, yeah. before you like become like imagine what would be the perfect person for you the perfect partner in your dream now become the person and then you will attract this person mm -hmm. and then you will have at least a chance of having a great relationship because mm -hmm. we have to fac uh, face the fact 50% of all marriages um, will end mm -hmm. sooner or later. Yeah. Uh, get, get divorced. That's horrible. That's like a 50%. really high statistic. Yeah. But I feel like from what I've seen, you know, I, in my childhood, I haven't, I didn't see one single like marriage or relationship around me growing up that would be like a good relationship. Like I feel like many people don't actually know how to model those relationships you know and you have those really codependent behaviors stemming from your childhood that are just so toxic and maybe sometimes you don't even re realize that you have them because you think they're so normal because that's what you grew up seeing but it's really about challenging all of those beliefs that you were conditioned to believe when you were little and changing them in my opinion and for me the biggest thing really is like not expecting from you anything almost like any any saving because i feel like it's more with girls like girls feel more like they want to be saved by by the partner i don't know if that makes any sense does yeah it? I, don't, i don't know if they if they i feel like it's more of a gir girl thing because like girls are s supposed to be those fragile things who have to get like saved i don't know like that's that's how i feel it correct me if i'm wrong But that's like one thing that I w I'm really working on and then also not blaming because blaming never gets you anywhere and it's so much easier to say, oh, he's the problem, you know, than actually seeing, whoa, what's this that's bringing, what's, what's bringing up for me, you know, what's actually happening in me mm -hmm. and then challenging whatever you were taught when you were little. Well, <laughs> nice that this comes <laughs> from you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because like a year ago, you had all you had these habits mm -hmm. you know you would blame me all the time and i'm like why is she bla not blaming me all the time that's wrong but like blame not all the time, not all the time but like in in, in uh, arguments in, yeah or like in discussions i'm like that's hmm, maybe not like let's maybe look at it from a different perspective right now and mm. um I, i guess that's one of the the goals also trying to um, find a solution together because if mm -hmm. you're in an argument and let's say I win and you lose nobody wins we both lo we both lo lose because we're a team yeah well even if we wouldn't be a team if I'm right you're gonna be unhappy right <laughs> or you are you don't feel well and as a partner as someone who loves you I don't want you to feel well so I lost so either way you don't want me to feel well um unwell sorry <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah right <laughs> um so yeah in in an argument it should be like 
should be that the case that both people got out of it with a good feeling like mm-hmm. hey we found a solution together or we respect each other we take a break right now for 30 minutes and then we come back and then maybe have thoughtful disagreement mm-hmm. and oh my god that's such a great point that you just made about respect because i see so many relationships and even my past relationships or relationships that i grew up watching there's no respect towards like in towards each other i feel like sometimes the way that partners treat each other or the way they talk to each other like you would never speak like that to a different person you know what i mean like the maybe the longer you are together the more comfortable you get with each other and then the respect kind of goes down but maintaining this really high level of respect and this feeling of like do you know what i mean maybe you can chip in (laughs) (laughs) i would call that toxic um yeah i like now that my bubble has changed i see so many great relationships oh yeah me too in the past yes because i was also living in a bad relationship Mm -hmm. so my like i saw a lot of bad relationships but now i high i vibe on a different like frequency um and now we are surrounded by like 20 amazing relationships just in our circle that's true that's true but like i'm sure also you know what i'm talking about about this this sort of not not having respect for each other in the way you talk mm-hmm. maybe if you spend a lot of time together you kind of get more like just i don't know how i would say just like that's where rules come into play i think and boundaries mm-hmm. I have like I, w- I I know that there are relationships where people like yell at each other and it's fine like one day later they don't really care about that but for me that would be oh, um mm-hmm. <laughs> I would have to digest that for weeks probably mm-hmm. like if you would really say bad things like really um like being verbally abusive mm-hmm. just like just words could hurt me so much that I like at the beginning of the relationship, relationship we would sit together, um, and declare like rules and say, "Hey, these are no no we, d- we, we really did that. We guys. really did that. And b- by the way, everyone has different rules. You know, they are mm-hmm. open uh, relationships, and that's completely fine as long as they like communicated with each other. As for long me, as both sides are, are aware happy with it, great. Uh-huh. Like if some people enjoy yelling at each other, hey, do it. Like mm-hmm. as long as you resp- as long as you both feel comfortable with that mm-hmm. um go do it like yeah yeah but we wrote down rules like one year ago at the beginning of our relationship and w- it was like a red flag like things that are completely no goes like things that if they happen then th- that's over and that was really verbal and physical violence yeah. of any kind so that's even yelling or being vulgar or or then physical violence and also cheating those were i think those two two things that were just no-goes in our relationship and then we had like different different things that are going to be different for everyone but yeah if you're in a relationship i highly encourage you to write down rules and actually talk to your partner because you don't know what is actually important to to your partner a trillion percent and there is no right or wrong it's just like for me personally you for me it would be worse if you would verbally abuse me than if you would give me like if you would slap me in the face mm-hmm. because Mo- you value words so highly I, exactly and i would have the opposite because my love language is touch so i'm more receptive to touch you know so 
That's different. Yeah, but it's important to have conversations. We mm. spend so much time with um, <laughs> our partners, and in most cases, we don't sit down together and like actually work on our relationship. We have arguments, we have discussions, but we. I think that's just a statement. That's just um, a belief that I have. Maybe it's true. I don't know if it's one hundred percent accurate. But we weren't really taught how to have a relationship. Mm -hmm. What's helping? Oh, what are love languages? Mm -hmm. How do you deal um, with jealousy? Things of that nature. And uh, in a relationship, you have to work on these things. It's not like, oh, I'm just going to get a partner and we're going to be happy and there are not bad moments and ah, everything is just sunshine. No, if you have a relationship, you signed up for a lifelong challenge like <laughs> it's gonna be challenging like life is always yeah. challenging um you just I, I think that's what makes it special and spicy and you can mm -hmm. you can grow together imagine everything would just be beautiful um would you even know what's what beautiful is if there wouldn't be bad, bad moments, moments. Sure. isn't that so beautiful that every single time when we have a discussion or an argument and we, di we disagree one hour later we come together and we hug each other and we feel so good and it feels actually like the relationship feels like it deepened better stronger and i think that's how life is or how, how life should be up and down <laughs> uh, it's up and down yeah. like we, we all have bad moments mm -hmm. like no human being doesn't like there is no one who doesn't have bad moments so why not accepting them learning from them and seeing them as something good mm -hmm. you know? I agree and one last question you already started talking about it and that is also a highly requested one and that is about jealousy uh. if we ever feel jealous or how how do we overcome jealousy and there were also many questions about like if if we look at each other's phones and stuff <laughs> like that okay i'm not jealous but mariana is not allowed to <laughs> yeah right <laughs> Like, if he says you can't look into my phone, that just makes me want to look into his phone. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm probably uh, the least jealous person on planet Earth. Um, I think that has something to do. That was not always the case. It just, I have so much trust in you. Mm -hmm. And I just know humans so well mm -hmm. that I would immediately know if something isn't like if something would be you know off, yeah. off um but yeah at the end of the day also jealousy doesn't help yeah you know it, it, i would ask myself the question if you would cheat i would ask myself the question okay what happened in our relationship that this that made you cheat that made you like that this even happened mm -hmm. that's how how my mind would work but like in general um as advice jealousy doesn't really bring any value to the table mm -hmm. it's often just insecurity mm -hmm. obviously if your partner doesn't respect your relationship rules mm -hmm. and spends the night <laughs> at a different, <laughs> girl's, a different place, yeah. girl's place and th that's one rule you have um then then is that even jealousy i think that's breaking the rules th that's <laughs> like breaking the rules and we we uh, we have something we got to talk about mm -hmm. um but like jealousy it's uh, share your thoughts yeah that's that's where relationship rules or values are so important yeah to know like yeah. 
to know the other other side but yeah for me i am not a jealous type i would not say like i i don't i don't feel jealous because I, and this might sound a little cocky but i know my worth and i i really feel my worth and i know that like i will never go to that place of you know f like in i don't know how to describe it of you just making me feel unworthy like that just never i i don't even like i know you like you said and i just know myself and my my values and yeah like you said i i feel like jealousy is often insecurity and yeah it has a lot to do with confidence and De yeah confidence definitely yeah a lot um i remember one time i i don't know if you were jealous but i remember <laughs> that you um <laughs> had a had not a problem but um let's say maybe it triggered you i don't know when i said oh this person is good looking you remember yeah. i no i even asked you before i said it do you mind if i tell you that like other people are um good looking or charming or you know what i'm no 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 was it was it? a little bit different than this this was a long time ago yeah actually. you have a great and memory it, yeah it was actually like i don't mind if like i can appreciate a woman's beauty obviously like i can be like wow that woman is really good looking and i feel like there's a fine line at least for me between saying that good looking or wow you look beautiful if you were to say to a girl like that's fine but then seeing a girl and be like oh damn i'm a sita you're so sexy or something like that like that's where already to me like oof, like that kind of hurts by the way guys i didn't say that <laughs> no he didn't say that but that's like what i even told you last time like like for me it's completely fine if it's like not going so deep if it's just like the eye I, I, i don't know if you know what i mean but like i also had relationships in the past where those things were said just to kind of hurt me you know like to be like oh that girl is so beautiful or i don't know whatever but it wasn't it was just like said as a like ugly way you know mm -hmm. so that's that's what i mean but yeah, important to talk about because i w mm -hmm. like i honestly wouldn't care at all mm -hmm. you can like you do that you say what this guy looks so good he, he's you yes you do that really yeah yeah you didn't even realize because i don't care you, you know i even <laughs> say that i say that about like i just don't care mm -hmm. because i think every human is beautiful anyway so mm -hmm. I just like to give compliments or say like even to guys like you look good like yeah. your smile is contagious <laughs> like think think just Beautiful. honest um compliments and i wouldn't care if you like tell a boy hey you are really good looking like i just wouldn't like what should it do to me I, does it me make me less good look you know it's just like it's your opinion it and that's totally fine the the thought that you will just think that i'm a good looking guy and everyone else is ugly it's just ludicrous to me mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's why i'm like okay how about it's okay to share your honest opinion you know i just but like, th that's my value however. like i said it has a lot to do with confidence and obviously yeah. you're a very highly confident guy not in a bad way i think that's amazing True. but yeah you just don't get phased by that at all and and me neither like yeah. you have so many friends that are girls like i would say most of your friends are girls right or mm -hmm. many and I, i'm i'm happy honestly like that because that made me have so many friends here in bali uh, incredible friends like violetta you know tanya amazing amazing people 
and I never feel jealous in that way but yeah I know of many people who, who do feel jealous but I feel like that really stems from not being honest with your partner and not communicating well enough what y- what is important to you and I also have friends whose partner you know would go and spend the night at other gr- girlfriends and then they would feel jealous and then it was just a vicious circle of not honest communication and yeah that's that's what I would say and uh to the question about the phones yeah we know each other's passcodes but like I have never felt the need to go through your messages like I would feel so like nasty going through your stuff like I have literally never gone through your messages or emails or nothing like that I don't have like I have nothing to hide but I can also I understand when people say hey I don't want you to go on my phone yeah I agree and that's a rule like you wouldn't know my passcode if that would be my case you know Mm -hmm. um right now I just like okay you want to use my I don't use my phone for anything else right now than work like (laughs) I rarely spend like uh, messaging people so um yeah go for it I think that's that's everything. I mean, there are obviously so many more questions, but I feel like this episode is already so long. So maybe we will leave that for a part two. Let me know if you would like me to invite the Axel It felt like five minutes. Yeah, it's almost an hour already. Wow. Yeah, but we definitely should do a part two. I know there were a lot of questions about intimacy and more of like spicy questions. <laughs> Can we have one spicy question? At least? One spicy question. I mean, I have a few. Just give me one. Okay, so I got a lot of questions about sex and its frequency. I want to get <laughs> what is a what is a healthy frequency of sex? What is a healthy fre- whatever you decide is a healthy fre- frequency? What a word um, for sex. I think there is. A, like what what should i tell you every single day every other day whatever whatever feels good to you Mm -hmm. and your partner and just again openly communicate about it if i think sex is nothing that should be scheduled yeah it's something that you feel in the moment Mm -hmm. and if you don't feel like it fine and there will be um periods in your life where you might don't have sex for a couple of months like because something like when the woman when is you pregnant or, or, birth or no, maybe or you have a like a, a bad phase you know uh, you know what i mean yeah. like maybe you're like maybe w- i give you an example when my grandma died i probably didn't think about having sex you know what i mean and mm-hmm. then both should just accept that mm-hmm. um yeah, so I don't think that there is any healthy advice of like one times <laughs> per week, two times per week. As as much as you want and as much as you feel like right now. Um, with, and your partner's with your partner's consent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's something that you share, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't feel like it, uh, it's nothing that you should obviously f- like force, mm-hmm. you know? And don't be disappointed if the other person doesn't want to have sex in the moment. You know, it's mm-hmm. something special and i think if you take the pressure away it becomes way better mm-hmm. and there's no performing you know yeah it's not pr- no oh my god how many men are just performing enjoy it don't perform enjoy it. it's not it's not going to the gym it's like love you know it's nothing that you have to 
deliver <laughs> and you have to be sad and disappointed appointed when you don't deliver if you watch movies if you watch hollywood movies it's often um portrayed that way yeah that like all oh, women are disappointed if the man comes too early or something like wow 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 <laughs> yeah no we're so conditioned yeah we are so conditioned in, in a negative way mm -hmm. like how about it's not a performance takes all the pressure away and all these things that you want to mm. avoid don't happen because there is no pressure mm. and then you can actually have fun exactly yeah yeah that was spicy enough i agree it's really <laughs> impressive. i have a few more spicy ones but we'll leave that for next time so that you have something to be excited for but yeah thank you so much for coming onto the podcast i know that this has been an amazing time just talking to you i know that it will bring a lot of value to many people who are maybe in a situation where they're searching for love for that healthy love and just one last question how would you what would you what advice would you give to someone who really wants to seek healthy love right now and is maybe single and is searching for love now what is the one thing you would advise them to do to read mm -hmm. to listen to to mm -hmm. change about themselves anything Mm -hmm. get a piece of paper a pen again write down all qualities that you want to attract like just all the character traits that um, you want to attract and then work on becoming this person yourself mm. and then you will operate from <laughs> an abundant place and re-listen maybe this um, to like listen again to this podcast episode because I think there were many helpful tips. Um, yeah, I think. But th this is the best advice I can give anyone. Mm -hmm. Become the person that you want to attract, mm -hmm. and you will attract the person. True. Yeah, and like as long as you are not able to love yourself, it, it a relationship is going to be really really tough. It's simple, right? If two miserable people, like people who don't like their lives, come together, what will be the quality of the relationship? Probably not super happy, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say two people who, who are doing okay-ish in life. What will be the relationship like? Spicy, <laughs> exciting, or maybe just okay? No, two happy people and fulfilled. fulfilled with a purpose come together. Guess what the relationship will be like most of the time, in most cases. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think that if I could talk to my younger self, I would tell him, hey, Axel, <laughs> you've got to work on yourself before you can be in a relationship with someone, uh, with anyone. Mm -hmm. I agree. And you said it also beautifully. You're such a professional podcaster <laughs> that leads me to the next thing where can they find you where can they listen to you uh, look at you <laughs> talk to you um i think almost on all social media um platforms excellent shura within within a um i'm sure you will put me in your show notes so people can find me hmm, hmm. should i <laughs> yeah i'll put i'll put axel's links in the description i don't know how you say it for podcast description show notes show you notes? put it in the show notes and i wash the dishes how about that oh wow <laughs> <Love it. laughs> 
No, but really, thank you so much for coming on here. I think it was so special that we got to talk about relationships together because, like you said earlier today, it is a learning process for all of us. <laughs> I mean, for both of us, well, all of us, obviously. But, yeah, it's up and down, and it's a challenge. So it was beautiful to talk to you about it. And Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast, and I will see you, or hear you, actually, <laughs> next time. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to the Glow podcast. If you enjoyed it, then please don't forget to leave a review and share it with a friend that you think might benefit from listening to this episode. Have a beautiful, beautiful day and I'll see you in the next episode.